This is Divorce Happy Hour, a show about divorce and issues people face going through divorce. Your co-hosts are Christina Previtt and John Nocklinger. For more information about the show and to connect with us, head over to divorcehappyhour.com. And now, on to today's show. guys, Christina Previtt, the CEO of New Jersey Divorce Solutions here, and joining me today is Rob Lapidus. Rob is a realtor for Coldwell Banker in Marstown, New Jersey, a, a residential realtor, correct? That is correct. Okay. So I'm, I don't know about you, but I am getting a little tired of all the COVID conversations, but... <laughs> unfortunately, I feel like this is relevant right now, and it's something that we should talk about. And that is what's going on with people that are a little freaked because they're either were wanted to buy a house or in particular, the people that were listing their homes. So what's going on in the industry right now? Has it come to a halt? Is it still operating? Well, you know, what you're asking is definitely the, uh, I guess they call it the $64,000 question and what everybody wants to know. And, um, I'm actually speaking to you from the home office right now. And typically I'm somebody who's in the office at the very least six days a week. Um, so it's definitely a topic that's impossible to avoid. And just to give you a little bit of framework before actually answering your question, um, you know, just leading into this whole crisis, um, you know, January and February, banner months. Um, we were actually off to the best start as far as homes sold um, it, it, in more than a decade. Um, so this was going to be a big year. And, you know, to answer your question, did it, did it come to a grinding halt? Well, yes and no. And what I mean by that is, um, as a lot of people know, real estate is not a instant gratification type business. And what I mean by that is, um, you know, as of right now, we're still having deals close that took place, you know, that were put together in January, February. Um, so, you know, there's always that 90 to 100 days or whatever the case may be to actually close. Um, so for real estate, we were kind of the last ones to kind of fall into this. And deals are still happening right now. They're just happening a little bit different than what they have in the past. Um, you know, people have been leveraging technology more than they have in the past. For example, I spoke with a very good friend of mine uh, in the office on Saturday. He wanted to um, prep for a virtual open house he was hosting on Sunday. Um, so I got onto a Zoom call with him and we kind of, you know, practiced how you would actually kind of present the house virtually. Um, so, you know, we're leveraging as much as we possibly can to, um, you know, to get deals done right now. Uh, but I think the biggest question that people are going to have for right now is, and this holds true for any business, I, I would think. And the biggest question is, how long is this going to last? Uh, you know, obviously, the longer this lasts, you know, the the, the, the tougher things are going to be. Um, so that's really the big question right now is how long is this going to last? You know, if it's just going to be a month or two, 
I think we'll be okay. I think we'll bounce back pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, if this is something that's going to drag on for six, seven months, well, then I just don't know. You know, we'll have to kind of reassess oh, it. Then. What's interesting, and, and that's a relevant question, I think, for people who are deciding how should I proceed now? Should I just wait for this to blow over? Or if it's not going to blow over, does it mean that I have to put off my plans to either buy or sell a house? And I think in business and, and life, when something endures, there comes a point at which we accept it. And then we try to come up with creative ways to work around it. So maybe a good question for you is, are, are people finding creative ways to work around this? Or are they just sort of like, let's just not do anything right now? I mean, you just mentioned that somebody was doing a virtual open house, which I think is pretty creative. Did a, were a lot of people interested? Did a lot of people show up? <laughs> yes, they did. Um, they actually had, uh, or he had a pretty decent turnout. And I've spoken to other colleagues uh, in my office as well, and they've had decent um, turnouts as well. Uh, in some cases, though, um, I, I think in the weeks coming, coming up, if we are still kind of locked down in our house, I, I think we'll see even larger audiences come to these virtual open houses. One, I think maybe just a boredom factor. Yeah. Hey, I've been sitting at home for so long and, you know, people are going to look on Zillow. They're going to look on Trulia to see, you know, what houses are going for out there or what's out there. Um, so they may just check it out just out of sheer, you know, sheer curiosity as, hey, you know, what's what's going on out there. Um, but the the other reason why I think we're, we'll see a spike in them is just simply because, as of right now, I think there's still some issues with how they're actually being advertised. For example, um, Trulia, if you go on to, I'm sorry, if you go on to Zillow, which is uh, where most home buyers, you know, kind of make their first stop, uh, they're advertised very well as virtual open houses. However, if you go on to some of the other sites um, like realtor.com and there's others as well, they're not so well advertised. In other words, it's not as intuitive to actually link to the Zoom or you know whatever platform people are using to perform the open house. Um, so I, I think the more people are getting savvy with it, you know, the more the more traffic will, or you know, I don't want to call it foot traffic, but the more yeah. virtual traffic that we'll get to it. Have you done it? Have you done a virtual open house? I personally have not done one as of yet. And um, there's a lot of different reasons for that. Uh, the biggest one is, uh, for example, one of the listings that I have is um, it's definitely a fixer upper. It's most likely for a uh, an investor, a builder. Um, and it didn't, it doesn't necessarily, it's not necessarily a photo energetic type house. Um, so, you know, I, I'm kind of, it's kind of tough to do the virtual open house, just kind of doing the front yard or the backyard. Um, I debated with actually doing a virtual tour of the neighborhood, um, but I, I just felt it was just uh, too much too soon for right now. I wanted to first see uh, before putting all the effort into it. I, I, I want to see, first how the virtual open houses are coming along. Yeah, um, that's kind of interesting. You know, I, I sometimes for fun, which 
maybe I shouldn't admit this on, on the air, but sometimes I will, if I see, drive by an open house and, you know, it's some house that I would never buy, probably, you know, can't afford it. I'll still stop and I'll go in yeah. to, to kind of satisfy some perverse curiosity. So it seems like you could probably use this as an opportunity to do things like that if you were, um, you know, just sit around and want to look at some houses. Sure. You know, and, and, and that is an interesting point that you bring up. You know, um, I, under normal conditions, I like to do an open house almost every weekend. You know, obviously life gets in the way and it's not going to be every weekend, but I'm certainly um, accustomed to having the old uh, tire ticker, excuse me, tire kickers yeah. uh, come in and, and check out the house. And, you know, you're always going to get some of that. Um, and that's fine. I, you know, it's. You never long. know. Yeah, exactly. As long as I'm getting in front of people, I feel like, you know, I'm doing what I need to do. Um, but it, it kind of goes back to uh, what I was talking about before about leveraging technology. Uh, you know, in the past, it's always been I've had people always kind of talk about, oh, you know, should I um, list my house in the in the spring? Should I list it in the winter? And the answer has always kind of been, well, there is no wrong answer. You know, um, one of the things about listing during the winter that I love is, you know, if there's six inches of snow on the ground and it's, you know, 15 degrees outside, chances are anybody who comes to the house is going to be a motivated buyer. Um, and also you're going to have less competition as well. Um, so circling back to, you know, how we've been leveraging technology and now um, I think it's really interesting to see how things move in the future. And what I mean by that is um, I think we're one of the positives that's going to come out of this is we're going to find a much more efficient way to work with buyers. Um, you know, you may have you know, I'm sure you have friends who are realtors and they've told you, I'm sure, some horror stories. Oh, man, you know, I just closed on somebody, um, you know, a buyer. I took them out to see at least 100 houses. Well, you know what? Moving forward, you may not have to show the person 50 or 100 houses. You know, the, these virtual open houses or these virtual tours may be a way that buyers themselves can say, you know what? Here's 50 houses that I'm interested in, but I'm, I myself, I'm going to look on the computer. I'm going to do a virtual tour. I'm going to look at it. And you know what? I'm going to come back to you when I've whittled it down to three houses. Um, so I'm really curious to see how, you know, how we're leveraging technology now is going to affect us in six months, eight months, or a year, two years. Yeah, I mean, do you think that some of this might endure? That will, if we find efficient ways to show houses, for instance, that this is just something that will endure and it sort of become the norm as we move on. I, I think, again, yes and no. I think, you know, like I just mentioned, I, I think there's a way that we can find to be more efficient with buyers. Um, I think there's a way we can be more efficient with closings as well. Um, you know, I, I'm sure you've probably heard about, you know, hey, look, in the past, the whole closing used to be a whole big formal thing. Yeah. You know, everybody gathered around the table and I used to love handing the keys over to people and giving them, you know, a bottle of wine or whatever the gift may be. Yeah. And, you know, it was great. It was great. You know, it was a culmination of all the effort that, you know, we've put into, you know, all what we've done. Um, 
closings are going to probably most likely become more efficient. You know, there's um, some states that have, you know, virtual closings. All of, you know, not all the states are there just yet. I do believe New Jersey is is going to get there um, if they haven't already. Um, you know, things are changing so quickly. It's tough to keep track of everything, but I'm sure we're heading in that direction. But anything that, you know, is passed now, you know, you're not going to see it for another 90 days or so. Um, yeah. you know, that's just the way things work right now. Um, but yeah, you know, what, like I said, I, I do think some things, um, where we have leverage technology, we'll see in the future, but there's also some things which I don't think are going to last and already are showing signs of not lasting. Uh, for example, there, you may have heard of, uh, companies out there that, you know, they offer these iBuyer programs. Um, you know, Redfin has, a something a program like this. You may have heard of a program called Open Door. Uh, Zillow had something like this. And, and again, these are iBuyer programs where um, they connect buyers with sellers directly. Um, and they've already fallen apart. Um, you know, people still are finding value in what real estate agents are bringing to the table. Um, you know, they find that role of trusted advisor um, important. I think probably more now than they ever did. Um, so to answer your question, yes, we'll see some things move forward and some things I think are going to fall by the wayside. Yeah, I mean, the, the technology is good. I always say when it works. <laughs> exactly. Technology issues. Um, but I, there really is no substitute for human connection and, and human knowledge, not artificial sure. intelligence. Um, but I guess the message I want to get out to people is that if your house is listed, um, you don't have to panic. You know, you can still be creative in showing it to buyers in some ways that you just described. Um, but yeah, also, and, if you want to buy, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I, you're exactly right. You know, the answer, uh, and I'm sorry, I don't think I ever really did answer your question is, uh, you know, what should I do right now? Should I buy right now? Is this an opportunity? Should I wait? Um, and the answer to me is kind of whatever your need was a week ago, a month ago, two months ago, it's probably what your need is now. You know, if you had a job change, um, if your family got larger, um, you know, your in-laws are moving in with you. I, I don't know, whatever the case may be, whatever your need was, it's probably is still what your need is now. Um, so I don't really think that this has really changed any of it. You know, if you're a buyer, you know, Hey, look, you know, maybe there's less buyers out there right now. So maybe it is a great opportunity to get in there. You know, you hear it all the time. The interest rates are at an all time low. And, you know, we could talk more about that as well, about what exactly that means. Um, and for a seller, you know, Hey, look, it, like I said, we're finding ways to leverage technology to kind of still move forward with transactions and they're still happening. Uh, so if you still had that need back then, you still have it now. And this really shouldn't change anything. Even if you were to kind of just dip your toe in the ocean to kind of see what's out there, you know, in the past, a lot of times you would see, uh, you know, you would see days on market kind of, you know, counting against a seller. 
That's not necessarily the case. People are understanding what's going on out there. People are savvy to that. Um, and, you know, it's kind of one of these things. It's not a great analogy, but it's an analogy nonetheless. And that's, you know, hey, when they reopen Disneyland or Disney World, do you want to be on the front of the line or the back of the line? You know, yeah. right now, people are stuck at home. Social media is a big thing right now. This is a great way to get your house in front of people right now. Now, again, you know, I believe it's Goldman Sachs. Um, their estimate is when all this is said and done that the employment rate could reach as high as 15%. So, you know, if you're on unsure footing with your employment, then you know what? Maybe it's not the best idea. Maybe you should put things on hold. Um, so that's kind of my yeah. thought on things. It depends on the family. It yeah. Depends on the family. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, okay. So for the people that are just, you know, not comfortable either selling or buying right now, but they know that this is something they want to do when things sort of go back to normal, what would you tell those people that they could do to sort of prep now and use the best use, make the best use of their time? Sure, sure. That's a great question. I mean, you know, hey, look, if you're selling the house, this gives you an opportunity to yeah, let me backtrack for a second. I have a deal that um, that closed just fairly recently. And one of the last steps before you actually close on a property is uh, you have to attain a certificate of occupancy. In other words, the fire department has to come in, make sure you have a working uh you know, carbon monoxide detector, smoke detector, and fire extinguisher. Well, it turns out that the fire extinguisher that was in the house was the wrong size. I had to go out to Home Depot and get a fire extinguisher so we could close on this property. And again, this was only a week ago or so. Yeah. I went to Home Depot on a Tuesday at, I think it was 10.30 a.m. I went there with my mask my gloves, the whole thing, thinking, all right, I'll be in and out of there in two minutes. It's not going to be a big deal. Well, it took me about 15 minutes of standing in line just to get into the store. Um, so it got me thinking, how many people are actually planning, now that you're stuck at home, how many people are planning on doing that? Um, even just painting the living room or painting a bedroom or whatever the case may be. And it turns out that um, there was a survey done and about 35% of people plan on doing some sort of home project right now. Um, so, hey, if you're looking to put your home on the market, maybe you want to put that coat of paint up um, or, you know, maybe you want to stage your house a little bit differently than what you have. Maybe you want to go through your closets and, you know, donate clothes to charity or whatever the case may be. Or if you're the buyer, you know what? I think it makes sense. Go out, get that a pre-approval now. Uh, or the other thing that's important too, even if you were looking to buy even before this, and even if you started looking at homes, if you have that pre-approval, I would get that pre-approval again, uh, just simply because again, so many things have changed. Um, so there's a lot of things that you can do to get yourself um, ready to jump into the market, whether it be selling your home or actually making making a purchase. Those are all great suggestions, Rob. Thank you. And if somebody wants to work with you, what territory do you cover? 
Um, I I handle pretty large territory. Uh, my office is again in Morristown, in Morris County, um, but I'm actually a Maplewood resident. Um, so I handle uh, a good portion of uh, of Essex County, um, big portion of Morris County, and uh, I'll get into parts of uh, Somerset County as well. And how should someone reach out to you if they want to use your services? Um, best way is uh, reach out to me via my cell phone. My telephone number is 201-602-7701. Awesome. Thank you, Rob. And thank you guys yeah. for listening. And Absolutely. feel free to reach out to us and, if we can answer any questions for you. You have something to add, Rob? Yeah, yeah. and Christina, I'm, so, I'm sorry to cut you off there. There was one thing I did want to add, um, just simply because with everything going on right now, you know, people should know what all their options are. Um, and as you know, the, you know, the stimulus plan that has come out, the CARES Act, um, there is some confusion, which I did just want to clear up for people. Uh, Cause I've had, you know, being at home, I've had an opportunity to reach out to just a ton of past clients, present clients. And obviously there's some people who are in uh tight situation right now who unfortunately may have, you know, lost a job or, um, you know, I know a lot of companies, even if you still have a job, some people have taken pretty hefty pay cuts to hold on to the jobs that they have right now. And part of this CARES Act has been a mortgage forbearance as well as um, foreclosure protection. And some people have had a real misunderstanding, especially around the mortgage forbearance about what this means. Some people are under the impression that, you know, you'll get these 90 days. And in some cases it can even extend even further. They're under the impression that this, these 90 days or plus is just going to be added to the end of your mortgage. That is not the case. Um, so I just want people to understand that if you, you know, you're having a tough time or you feel like you're going to have a tough time making your mortgage payment, please reach out to your mortgage provider to get a full understanding of exactly what the mortgage forbearance is and how it's going to work. And just know that you're not alone in this. There's a lot of people who are going to have to go through this. Just know that it's not automatic. You have to apply for it. And, you, you know, you are going to have to speak to uh, your loan servicer. Um, so I just want to make sure that people have a full understanding of that. Just yeah. simply because I've received a ton of questions on it and I just want it to be clear because it's not always clear and yeah. not everybody has that understanding. Yeah. Thank you for adding that. That is important. And I actually want to have somebody come on and talk about that in a little bit more detail because I've heard different things and quite honestly, I don't know what the right answer is. And I would like to have somebody um, come on and give some more information about that to, um, you know, to help people out with their finances. So thanks for bringing that up. Yes. And um, yeah, it's really important, but thank you for all the information. And if anybody needs more assistance from Rob, please feel free to re reach out to him. I'll put his phone number in the comments and um, we'll see you next time. Thank you for watching. Great. Great. Thank you so much, Christina. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for listening. For more information, check out divorcehappyhour.com and please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.